morning. Speak, friend, and enter the Bag End Book Club. I'm Nora. I'm joined by M. Hello. And Jackson. Hello. And Autumn. I'm here. You get to go last this time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we took a week off. Yeah. Um, I was not feeling my best last Thursday when we were supposed to record. And um, now they know we record on Thursdays. <laughs> what can they do about it? Does that is that a bad thing? Uh, I think they should keep it secret, keep it safe. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um I think Nora, I don't think we got your co-sign on this, but we were talking about going weekly just oh, through the yeah. end of Return of the King. Sure. Okay, cool. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Next four weeks are weekly, baby. After two weeks we'll be ahead of schedule. So I know. It'll be great. The uh, frankly ideal just in are case are you excited for the tv show N- no, no i just <laughs> uh, life finds a way um and That's i different, dropped but... this palantir on the back of your hand which way will it roll <laughs> <laughs> you never know when we have to delay something again so best to get ahead anyway. that is true it is best to record while we can we, a lot of things go wrong these days <laughs> something goes wrong constantly Anyway. One of the weirdest reactions in a movie full of weird reactions, Jurassic Park, is that Dr. Sadler gets kind of upset when he says that her hand has hairs on it. Um, and I think about it every time that scene happens. He's like, hairs on the skin. She's like, hairs on the skin. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're a what? fucking mammal. Yeah. <laughs> or is it imperf- Maybe it's just imperfections. She, she oh, yeah. About. I don't remember. It might be imperfections, yeah. It's your you're 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 a paleontologist. You dig in the dirt all the time. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Dinosaurs don't even have skin. Like you've got a one up on them. <laughs> Excuse me. Dinosaurs had skin. Shut. They have scales. <laughs> you know what's Sca- under scales? Meat, oh. bone, and blood. <laughs> you've been like what a- chapters did we read this week? <laughs> we read chapter eight, the houses of healing. Chapter 9, The Last Debate, and Chapter 10, The Black Gate Opens. Um, I'm not summarizing them. Because you forgot? Because I fucking forgot! <laughs> Damn. That's right. cold. I Blake I guess I can do my best. <laughs> I can I could do I could do my best. So what was it? House of Healing right first? Yes. Um everyone's recovering. And uh, by that, I mean Faramir and Eowyn and uh, Mary are fucking dying. Mm. Um, and like, what do we do? And like, and then an old lady's like, well, I've heard rumors say that if the king comes in, the king can heal anything. And that's how you know the king is the king. And they're like, oh, we'll go fetch Aragorn. And he, because he's fucked off to, because he's like, I don't want everyone to see that the king's here yet until everyone agrees that the king should be here. So I'm going to go chill outside the city. Um, Eomer finds out his sister's not dead, has a moment. Uh, they get Aragorn to come in, and he's like, oh, bring me, uh, what is it, Athlas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, Kingsfoil. Uh, also knows Kingsfoil. The lore master's like, I don't I don't know what that, well, I mean, I've heard of Kingsfoil, obviously, but no one uses it for anything. And he's like, just give me some. And so they find some, and he uses it and heals everybody. Um, except Eowyn, st- like, Faramir's getting over his stuff. Uh, he was the closest to dying. Eowyn's healing bodily, but is still like, like she's going to wake up and miserable. So deal with that. Not my problem. I just make it worse. Um, and uh, they're like, oh, Mary will be up and about tomorrow. It's fine. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Mary uh, just 
ticking away. He's doing great. <laughs> yeah. He he tosses these herbs in the pot and the smell just starts like revitalizing everyone. But, but I was just thinking about, you know, for the Hobbit, you'd probably just slap some bacon in the skillet and let that be the aroma. That... <laughs> he, he does immediately ask about food and pipe weed. Um, <laughs> oh, he, he just like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up. He's like, I want food and pipe weed. Wait, no, I can never smoke again because it will remind me of my dead king friend. No, my dead king friend would want me to smoke. <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's Gandalf who's like, no, he'd lo- he'd love for you to smoke. Actually, and he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to smoke more. We also there was um a whole like sitcom routine with the fucking old man. Yeah, like, yes. four different times he's like, I need this thing, and it's like, oh well, I've never heard of that. Well, it's called this. Oh, I have heard of that, but we don't have any. <laughs> yeah, no, he just he's just mentioned from Final Fantasy X showing up here to talk about uh herb lore. <laughs> Fucking useless. Also, the the funniest part of it is that like later in the chapter, um Gandalf is like well, if you want to talk to someone who's fucking useless, I know a lore master you should go chat with. Well, there's there's a bit. I think it's I think it's Aragorn who gives a full on speech about like if you need if you need pipe weed, ask this. No, I guess that is Gandalf, isn't it? He's like, ask for this guy. Now come and I'll tell you it's known by these names. He lists like six names and say, unfortunately, we don't have any here. And then he'll go on his merry way because he's useless. I love it. I love <laughs> Caddy Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf is very Caddy at the moment. He's he's got shit to deal with. Yes. Um, then, um, you know, everything chills the next day and everyone meets in Argorn's tent the next morning um, to decide what they're going to do. And that's the next chapter, uh, the last debate where everyone sits around and goes, well, we can't, we won, but like, they, he don't, like Sauron only sent a little bit of his forces and we need to go and make sure, like if Frodo's going to take the ring into the mountain because they just finally lay it all out. Um, they, we need to make sure that he's not paying attention to Frodo sneaking around Mordor. We need to go and we need to just do a last stand to pull all his attention towards us and empty all of Mordor of its forces. So Frodo's walking around in there. Um, no one's bugging him. Um, and like, we don't even know Frodo's alive and they have a big argument. He's like, well, this is what we got to do because it's either we do this and we die. Um, but maybe there's a chance or we do nothing and we die and we know we could have done something and chose not to. Yeah. Uh, Those are our options. Um, we can and, die over uh, there. We can die as, die in Minas Tirith. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's sick as hell. Everyone resolves to go and do something. Um, yeah. Which is great. Um, I don't also, remember where the chapter divisions are because it's been a week since I read these. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they march They march over the uh, river in to, like the crossroads. They put the, the king uh, like statue back together. Um, they set fire to the Morgul Vale outside of Minas Morgul, which is pretty sick. Uh, and then they march north. Uh, just dec- like declaring that this is the you know the king has come king elisar is here because that's uh, aragorn's name um and uh th- th- there's some guys who are afraid and they're like well, okay we're gonna discharge you from your service but go and like liberate this thing if you if you have the courage and they do and they go and you know they're like we'll do our best king um that's so and cute. they get <laughs> they get they get their like five thousand forces at the gates of mordor and marshal up on two big hills right outside and uh, like we're, we're ready to fight and sauron sends out uh his lieutenant in the mouth of sauron who's this real creep who uh shows them frodo's uh like mail um and is like ah you were you were you put a thief or like a spy into mordor we know of this halfling and his mail we have this and they have that and they have 
uh, one of the cloaks, right? That's the two and things I think they have. Sam's sword. I think Sam's yeah. sword. Yeah, because it was the old one. But yeah, yeah. Though specifically, noteworthily, uh, only mentioned like one person they've supposedly mm-hmm. found and captured. Um, but it's like ah, all this is for naught. We know that you have a thief in here. Why do you have a weird like halfling that's useless in Mordor? What are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're here to fight actually and talk. So we're not here to treat with you. Um. And like Aragorn looks at him and he's so threatened that he rides away and they spring the trap and like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of orcs and trolls and everyone rush to the final position and they decide they're going to have one last stand here and fight. And uh, Pippin in pure Hobbit fashion immediately like (laughs) stabs a troll, but then gets like knocked unconscious. And as he's fading, he's like, I can't believe this happened to me. Just like it happened to Bilbo. Just like what happened to Bilbo, suddenly someone starts yelling, the eagles are coming. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. Oh, I was so mad. (laughs) I want to know what happens to Pippin. (laughs) There's like three chapters left of Frodo not being with everyone else, right? Like, we'll be back soon enough, I'm sure. Oh, is it? Because like this last, last book has to wrap up the whole thing. So it can't be like 12 chapters of just Frodo. Well, one, it's only nine chapters long, but yes, you are correct about a lot of these things. Okay, I had no idea. I didn't know where, uh, I didn't know how that th- stuff was. I'm it. simply deducing things, Watson. Okay. <laughs> My favorite character showed up. Yeah, I knew this would be your guy. As soon as I met this guy, I was like, this is going to be Nora's favorite. <laughs> Who, the Mouth of Sauron or the Lore Master? The Mouth of Sauron. Okay. I think he's cool. <laughs> This in this in this whole sequence it's basically like um everyone uh on the like hero side in turn going like oh, I didn't come at me bro um, <laughs> through like an entire negotiation with this slimy guy he's like you could give us this and then we'll do this and they're like no bitch no just come kill us how about you go back to the other side of the river everything on our side of the river is ours and you will also pay us lots of money as like tribute because you're you're ours but we're not gonna come over there oh right yeah he gives sauron's terms which is like everyone rides back to their home never takes up arms again uh both gondor and rohan become tributaries and uh, also they have to make ready uh isengard for someone heavily implied to be the mouth of sauron to take it up as like the governor of like rohan and gondor yeah yeah to which it- they say rightly pound sand <laughs> it's uh <laughs> It's a more um, material set of terms than I expected from Sauron. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. I don't know what Sauron's going to do with it. Like, I know I know what Saruman <laughs> would do with those terms, right? Like, I know, I guess, uh-huh. what he does with the land and how he, like, acts the evil. But Sauron's been so abstract that I'm like, I don't know what Sauron does with being, like, king and tribute kingdoms in that way. I like this because it's like everyone has thought of and spoken of Sauron as like, like literally the manifestation of evil this entire time. And you get to him and he, he's like negotiating land rights. Yes. It's like, yeah, this also, is just, a, this is just a thing that can be defeated actually. But just also, a, just a guy with a will in the, in these chapters is when Gandalf mentions offhand, you know, eh, Sauron is just like one guy. He's just kind of an emissary. Really? He's not really the evil. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love um, the last debate, Gandalf, like, reiterating his point that he's been making, like, over and over again, which is that, like, we are not here to defeat evil forever. However, 
We cannot kick this can down the fucking road. We can we can defeat Sauron now, and we should. We should not make this someone else's problem 200 years from now. Uh, it's fucking yeah, sick. I love it. The that. last debate's probably my favorite chapter in the whole book so far. Um, presumably till the end. You know, this is the kind of shit I, I live for. Um, <laughs> but everyone just, like, gets in a room and, like, gravely says, the most metal shit in the universe. <laughs> Um, before they all ride out to what is basically certain death. Um, yeah. This is a thing great. where, like... Yeah. Gundam. <laughs> it's, I, mean, so, I mean, this is the thing where, like, famously the structural um, nature of the book that is not in the movie, uh, which is kind of unavoidable talking about. I won't talk about specific the movie, but, like, the fact that you have all of the Aragorn side happening here and no one including you the reader mm-hmm. knows what's going on with frodo last you saw frodo was in a real bunch of shit going on uh weeks yeah. ago stabbed um, by a spider captured by the enemy and yeah, they just have to like go on faith that i, I don't know I, I guess he we we have to assume he got there if he didn't we die and we would die anyway yeah when nora told me the the, the structure of these two books and how like oh you get aragorn's side and then frodo's side i was like Oh no, I don't want that. I want to know what's going on with Frodo. But I actually think it's like, I, I think it really, really works in a way that I did not expect. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. I think it works better um, here than it did in Two Towers, which just felt like it was telling two different stories, which are two mm-hmm. really fucking good stories, to be clear. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I agree because I, I knew about this like structural change, but I didn't realize till I read it just how like pervasive the sense of. Um, total blackness that the uh this war's being fought in is like they don't mm. know what's happening they don't know what's going on over this over the, like in south in um in mordor uh, i don't know what's going on mount doom they have two guys they've sent off somewhere with a vague mission that even they don't really understand and the last uh, person to have seen those guys is still not up and about yeah yes <laughs> um and also, there was supposed to be nine guys. There was supposed to be nine of them that were going into Mordor, and now it's two, and it's the short motherfuckers. <laughs> to be fair, I, like when the Fellowship breaks, like multiple characters, like honestly, against this, like two's as good as nine. In fact, it might be better because two's yeah. small. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Um, can you imagine everybody just squatting? Shut up, up in Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> Like they they pull in the other two hobbits and Legolas, Gimli, Aragorn, Boromir, and Gandalf like it's a Dark Souls boss and just surrounds <laughs> Shelob. What is yeah? What is the version of Lord of the Rings where all of the Fellowship just like roll into Mordor? Ah, uh, uh, ridiculous. Aemir would be uh, even deader. <laughs> <laughs> um. The uh, I do love. We don't get a ton of Legolas and Gimli, but we do get them wandering the ruins of Minas Tirith, basically uh, deciding post-war what they can do to like better the city, which I think uh-huh. is incredible. You also get um, Legolas being like, "I heard seagulls. I must go to the west." Or oh yeah, he's like, "I I heard I heard the ocean, and I'm fucked now." And Gimli's like, "Wait, wait, hold up. We got things to do before you can go away to elf heaven or whatever the fucks over the ocean." Mm-hmm. Um, and and Mary just being like, 
man, Middle Earth is way better than whatever's got to be over there. Like, I don't know that, but it, I, I just believe it. You think they got pipeweed over there? <laughs> um, I, but yeah, I do like Gimli. Like, oh yeah, we're you know we'll send dwarves down and we'll rebuild the 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 gates and it'll be great because the gates are fucked and like it's like we'll we'll bring elves down and we'll build trees and where all these trees are dead, we're just gonna plant new plants and it'll be a beautiful city because right now it's really depressing. It's just like sucks here. <laughs> it'll look really nice if you put a big blurry filter on it <laughs> and like in slow motion. It'll be it'll just look great. <laughs> Um, um, I'm trying to think because I there was one Aragorn moment that I wanted to point out in here somewhere, probably in Houses of Healing, because um, oh, the whole thing where Aragorn's like, I don't want to come into the city. Uh, tell them I'm just the leader of the Dunedain. Like, don't tell them I'm the king. Um, and then like takes off his hood in the most like, actually, I was here the whole time. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I love Aragorn so much. Um, also, the uh, messenger is also Numenorian. Oh yeah, but from he, there's like a whole bunch. Oh of them yes, that were like evil and they they worship Sauron. And then it says that he showed up day one right. when Baradur rose again. So he's like getting in on the ground floor. It's like I got plans. <laughs> I'm gonna be number two. Do you think that guy was stoked when the Witch King beefed it? Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> he was, absolutely. He was, like, getting rid of these plans. <laughs> He's like, shit, I'm going to get Isengard this time. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. You think that the Witch King would have gotten Isengard? I don't know. Case? I don't know. I think the mouth of Sauron is a guy who would worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I don't think the Witch King wants anything, necessarily. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, because he's fucking dead twice. <laughs> but You think he's, like, chilled out now that he's dead? Um. Uh, he, he, no, he doesn't exist, is the thing. <laughs> he just, like... Because, like, they, 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 like, he, like, turned to dust and his whatever, uh, like, spirit floated away, and that's it. Nothing for him. Damn. Oh, there is a bit where they do talk about what happened with the, uh all of the uh, Paths of the Dead stuff where everyone like rushed the boats and scared everyone off and then he told them all to leave and they all left and then oh, everyone yeah, who was supposed that. to come is, is gathered because they saw that he had a bunch of, he had a ghost army and they signed out to be a real army and that's why he has a real army and he gets off the boats. I forgot, I forgot that they like tell that story because, um, yeah. And this is why ghosts have a fear attack in D&D. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm willing to believe that's true because, like, they literally it says that like their the the fright is their weapon as much or more than the weapons that they hold. Like, mm. like the narration is like, oh, I don't even know if those swords work, but it doesn't matter because everyone was so fucking scared. Gary Gygax being a guy who doesn't understand what metaphors is is constantly funny. <laughs> it is really good. <laughs> And not just because he's dead. <laughs> um, sorry, Gary. We don't have any diamonds for you. <laughs> um, trying to think. I love these chapters. I don't. Uh, trying to think if I had anything else that I wanted to like shout out. Oh, that was the other Aragorn thing. Was that um, 
when Aragorn, like, is carrying around the stone he gets from Galadriel, and all the people of the town start calling him Elfstone, so, like, Elisar was a prophetic, was a prophetic name, that's fucking sick as hell. I love fantasy novels, dude. <laughs> I fucking love prophecies. <laughs> Um, my favorite part is in all of that with everyone like, oh, the ki- the king's here. Like he's not ready to be the king yet, but we all know he's the king. Uh, the first thing he does when like Mary sits up is the two of them just kind of badgered each other, like traveling friends, because that's what they are. Yeah, and hobbits don't care. <laughs> I I love. Um, I don't remember if it's Mary or Pippin. It might be both of them, honestly. But one of them keeps being like Strider. I mean Aragorn. I mean. <laughs> Because he's yes. still just the guy they met at a bar a couple, like, a month ago. Well, there's there's a bit where, where Mary's like, oh, my pipeweed must be broken. And, like, my pipe's broken and my pipeweed's lost and it's all despair. And Aragorn's like, it's not my problem, dude. You gotta bounce. And he leaves the, I gotta bounce. And he leaves the room and uh, Pippin looks at him and he's like, you know, it's right there on your pack. He probably saw it. I was making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that bit. That's fucking I, good. I think it's really cool when your fantasy guy has like multiple names in different circumstances. Yeah. That's yes. Cool Mithrandir. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mithrandir, um, not nearly as good as Elisar. Or, or Strider. Yeah. Which is also a prophetic name. He for, did. Love he didn't answer for the, for he, the Genesis. He, what? Nothing. You talked over my joke and I didn't understand what you were saying. I just said for the NES or the Genesis. It was a dumb strider. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was, you, you went off for that one? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the rest of my joke now. No. Oh, no, no, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm fine. I didn't, I didn't need it. I'm good. We got, we got Autumn's joke that they wanted to put in instead. <laughs> Uh, anyway, in the book Lord of the Rings, Aowyn um, <laughs> is also a prophetic name. Why is that? Because she got the win. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Autumn's like, joke is better. <laughs> she woke up like, hey, a win. No, don't, hey, I got that the first time you said it out loud about four seconds ago. I, was, I wasn't like needing the rerun there. Somebody enjoyed it. Right in. Yeah, you. <laughs> Send comments to twitter.com slash headphones off. No! About how funny I am. <laughs> That's my Twitter. <laughs> um... The ending of this whole thing with like the eagles, uh, the eagles are coming is really cool. It's so cool because uh, you know just culturally for years, even before I had seen the movies, I'd heard about the eagles as like they're so boring. They're just like this this plot contrivance. When anyone's in trouble, they show up, um, mm-hmm. and like that's still true in these books on some level. They do show up when people are in need, but that's like that thematic point like in this moment of total despair the last thing you hear is the eagles are coming and it means something about like what you know about middle earth and what those forces represent when you can get like these like beings of nature on your side in this battle um, right because they don't want to fucking get involved in any of this they, they don't, don't fucking right. care they don't, they don't always c- show up yeah yes uh, like the I, and I understand because I assume in the movies is different. And I know I've you know I've seen them but I haven't in a while. Uh, I understand why that became a complete in like culture. But in this book, it's actually incredibly sick when the your cliffhanger is the eagles are coming. I'm like, oh shit! It's the yeah. damn eagles. They're back. Because there's only three times they show up. 
So yeah, yeah. And they there are points where they actually fucking matter. It's like Gandalf's in jail. Yeah, and Gandalf's on fire <laughs> in the Hobbit. <laughs> but like you know. Also, also, um, I was so mad that Pippin passes out, and then we cut to like Frodo because I was like, oh, I want to know what happens, to Pippin. But also, um, Pippin himself being like, wow, this is just like what happened to Bilbo is so fucking good. I guess so. Bilbo did get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, Bilbo passed the fuck out and the eagle showed up and handled things. Um, everything I think I want to say about the scene is just me talking about the movie instead. Mm. I don't have anything for the this version of the, of the scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this is just, just like sick. This is the stuff every fantasy novel wants to capture when there's a big final battle. Uh, knocks it out of the park. Incredible stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess that's it then. I guess that's I guess it. So. Uh, that's a podcast. Jackson, where can people find you online? Uh, at twitter.com slash neither Nora. <laughs> Oh, there's some good posts on there. You're very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. slash headfuls off is where my posts are. You find the podcast I do with them at normalmapping.com. Whole bunch of good podcasts there. Go listen to them. M, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. Uh, you can support me on Jackson's podcast at patreon.com slash mapping. For $5, you get blockbusters. And once a month, we talk about a big, uh, you know, temple Hollywood film. We recently talked about uh, the Ten Commandments. That was a, for Easter. Uh, it was a good episode. Um, and then uh, we're about to talk about iRobot next month. I think that's a good show. Um, I do want to say before we outro, next week we're talking about three chapters of uh, Return of the King, book six. I meant to ask you this at the top, so thank you. Yes. Um, and for those of you following along at home, <clears throat> those are Book 6, Chapter 1, The Tower of Kirith Ungol, Chapter 2, The Land of Shadow, and Chapter 3, Mount Doom. Oh, wow. Wonder what happens there. Yeah, no idea. What's Chapter 4 called? The Field of Cormallon. Nope. <laughs> you really shouldn't be reading the rest of the chapter names. <laughs> You know, I I think I have a guess about what happens in chapter three. <laughs> no, you don't know. Chapter four, inside Mount Doom. <laughs> chapter five, the depths of Mount Doom. <laughs> chapter six, the cracks of doom. The thing is, that's how modern books are written. <laughs> chapter seven, E one M one. Okay, now you're doing a red letter media bet. <laughs> Autumn doesn't even know Red Letter Media. Oh, but you're just doing chapter one. The recommend, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, true. <laughs> you were literally doing that. Yeah. Autumn, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find all our podcasts by going to exportodd.io. Uh, that takes you to our Patreon page where we have links to all the free feeds for the shows, or you can give us a dollar a month. You can get access to this podcast early or... Uh, ornate stairwells a movie a podcast where we talk about japanese movies mostly um you can listen to hot singles early a podcast where uh my friend alexis and sometimes me review albums uh sometimes guests we've got a big emo episode coming up that we're recording on sunday um and for five dollars a month you can listen to pop town funk which nora and i are going to record after this 
where we roll random Funko Pops, like, say, Rose Tico or mm-hmm. Max Goof. Uh, and we, we think f- about what they would do if they met each other. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you when you no. say those names when you say those names right up against each other, I couldn't tell you where either of them were from if you put a gun to my head. <laughs> I know who they are, but like Max Goof could be a Star Wars character, uh, Rose Tico could be a fucking Disney character, and I wouldn't bat an eye. <laughs> um, the one we're about to record will be covering Forces of Destiny. The Short form 2D animated YouTube series that spotlights the girls of Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, girl boss. Who's going to be gatekeeping? Uh, me. Because I'm going gonna... <laughs> to gatekeep by uh, charging you $5 to hear any takes we you have about it. Fair enough. That's just, that's just allyship. People paying $5 to you. <laughs> uh, you can, you can pay us more. Than five dollars. Yeah, we don't have any like tears for that right now. But you're allowed to give us six thousand dollars a month if you want. Holy I'll shut the fuck shit! Up. <laughs> no, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> it would take more. It would take more than six thousand dollars a month to shut me up. I think. If you paid me six thousand dollars a month on the Export Audio Patreon, I would quit my IRL job and do the other project that I want to do that is uh, just waiting in the wings. I don't know. A podcast about Avatar The Last Airbender. (laughs) No! (laughs) No! (laughs) That's so mean! Nora, where can people find you online? Nora. Oh, I thought Nora did this already, but no, that was Jackson. (laughs) What'd I do? (laughs) You said Nora's at, and my brain checked it off on my mental checklist in Outros. So rewind to hear my app if you uh, <laughs> want to know where to find me on Twitter. Find stuff I've done at norablake.online. Um, you should listen to other export audio podcasts that you don't get early for paying, like Attention Duelists, which yeah. is a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. That has been a hoot and a half since you've gotten to Duel Monsters. Yeah, the owl died halfway through, unfortunately, so we didn't get the second. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Um, read for ruin in the red dawn. Will do. <laughs> Thank you. Famous Lord of the Rings lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do.